What is up, everybody? A very late edition of the Ride in NFL DFS podcast. It is Saturday morning. Just didn't have the time to get my research together uh, and, you know, bring you a worthwhile podcast during the week. Real busy this week. Um, but here we are. It is Saturday morning, and we are going to talk very quickly my favorite XFL week three DFS plays. Um, for DraftKings. Okay, so I think quarterback has kind of shaken itself out, right? Um, Cardell Jones, Jordan Te'amu, I think are obviously really good plays and probably in the second tier, but Phillip Walker has just separated himself, right? Seven touchdowns in two weeks. Uh, this week they're at Tampa Bay. So, you know, road game. The The Vipers, despite the fact being 0-2, their defense has looked decent. But those three quarterbacks will be the quarterbacks I will be targeting. Maybe a little bit of Josh Johnson. Um, but really, as far as tournament uh, GPP ceilings, and that's what I have been uh, leaning towards. You know, mostly in the NF- in NFL DFS, I'm a, I'm a cash game player, but for some reason, I feel like the uncertainty of the X- XFL leans itself to playing uh, more of a GPP structure, um, and that's just my that's just my opinion. Uh, and obviously, uh, anybody can think otherwise, and I don't fault you for playing cash if you do. But those three quarterbacks are going to be the ones that I heavily target in my lineups this week. Uh, At running back, I'm probably going to be avoiding Cameron Artis-Payne and James Butler. Um, I feel as though, you know, the XFL is just not a run-heavy league. I don't think either player is going to have the game script this week um, to have the type of game they had last week. I mean, James Butler's price is just through the roof, and he's basically done it on uh, goal line work, which you can't always count on. And Cameron Artis-Payne, I I like Cameron Artis-Payne a little bit more than Butler. He does see um, a good amount of targets out of the backfield. But I'll be concentrating on a few mid-price backs and a few low-price backs. Lance Dunbar, Dallas, catches a ton of passes. That's the kind of guy I want in my lineup. Uh, Donnell Pumphrey has uh, clearly taken over for Jarrell Presley uh, in D.C., so I think I'll have a lot of him. And then as we dip down a little bit more, I think uh, Larry Rose, depending on Elijah Hood's status. It looks like he could be a go, but I think we could see a lot of Larry Rose this week, especially since Hood has those fumbling problems. And then also Jaquez Patrick. Um, That would be, uh, you know, a pivot from having a ton of Houston Roughnecks if you want to get Jaquez Patrick in your lineup and kind of predict that that game does not go as everybody thinks you know Houston doesn't go crazy uh and blow out the Vipers and Patrick and the ground game keeps it somewhat close so those are the four running backs that I will be targeting and then obviously at wide receiver and tight end there are just uh 
two guys that really stick out, Nelson Spruce, Cam Phillips, obviously. Um, I think I'm going to have a little bit less Cam Phillips this week, right? I think he'll, he'll be over-owned relative to his salary-based expectations. And I just like Nelson Spruce's game a little bit more. He's more of uh, a possession receiver, and I feel like... Um, you know, Cam Phillips has a lot of competition for targets, where, whereas in L.A., Spruce is the guy, um, and Cam Phillips kind of did a lot of his work, or has done a lot of his work, uh, in the end zone this year, uh, and Spruce is a little bit more of a volume player, so I do like Spruce there. Love DeAndre Tompkins this week in D.C. as well. He's just underpriced. He'll probably be really expensive as well. Um, I think I'm going to take a shot on Rashad Ross uh, and even Mikhail McKay, listen, I know that I've probably been the most lenient on Matt McGloin. I realize that he just not did not have a great week last week. Um, you know, and then there's all the issues with the live mics and the live interviews. Um, but I, I'm going to give Mikhail McKay one more chance. I'm going to give the Guardians one more chance uh, because I think... You know, McGloin's game is more of an intermediate West Coast dink and dunk, get the ball out, because um, he's accurate in the short to, me- to medium range. I think that's the game that they need to play. They were taking too many deep shots those first two weeks with McGloin, and that's just not his strength. Um, so I think, you know, they get back to that, and some of those guys like McKay and Pearson uh, and potentially Joe Horn, if he suits up, do get uh, a good amount of targets. Uh, as far as, you know, guys that are cheaper, I love Reese Horn this week. Uh, Reese Horn is my guy, especially in Houston stacks. I think Houston does get uh, on the board a bunch against this Vipers team, so I love running it back with Reese Horn. He saw eight targets last week. Um, Donald Parham, he's actually going to be, it feels like he's the number one receiver. Um, Jeff Bidette just not doing what we thought he would do, not seeing downfield targets. So I think Parham is the way to go. Uh, from there, I, I really like Alonzo Russell this week as well. He's seen the requisite targets. Um, and uh, it looks like the Damian Washington's a little banged up. So I think uh, Russell is a good stack with Jordan Te'amu. Overall, though, um, I haven't really seen low own. There hasn't really been a ton of low own guys that stuck out to me. So I think my strategy this week will be to rotate those those best plays, those point per dollar plays, basically all the guys that I just mentioned, and then sprinkle in some of the value plays that I think will be you know lower owned or overlooked. The the, the thing is, there. There's so few teams that it's hard to identify uh, low-owned plays that have a shot of hitting their ceiling because everybody knows pretty much every player, and it's actually uh, pretty tough. So I think you have to really land on a player like you know like Jalen Tolliver, uh, or I mentioned a Joe Horn or a Dantes Bird. Those guys haven't done a ton and aren't probably going to be too high-owned. But at the same time, they're not, they're not a player that you're very confident in either, um, which, you know, I think is, is a bit of, of a stretch to get those in a ton of your lineups or lock them in or anything like that. Um, and then as far as some of the 
like really probably going to be under 5% owned. Uh, Josh Crockett uh, saw two pretty nice deep targets last week, hauled in one, I believe. Um, also, Saeed Black, Blacknall, if he comes back, I could see uh, him having a decent day. And then also the other guy I've highlighted here is Jake Powell. He is Matt McGloin's tight end. I think one of these guys in New York is going to see a bunch of targets because they're going to try to get McGloin comfortable, a lot of short to intermediate passes. So I think we could see uh, the Guardians rack up some receptions uh, as well. As far as defense, I really do like the Battle Hawks. They're going to be super popular this week. However, I like the Renegades in Seattle. Um, I pretty much, see, here's the thing. You, you do have to take a stand on the Battle Hawks, I think. You know, if you go if you think that they're really going to come out and trounce the uh, Guardians on the at home as the only home favorite this week, I think you just have to load up and maybe lock them in, um, or at least go really heavy, like 80%, something like that, because they're going to be probably 60% owned in most tournaments. Uh, so to be overweight, you basically have to lock them in or have them in the vast majority of your lineups. Um, the DC defenders, you know, their defense looks really good as well. Uh, could be a who they've played to this point. Um, so really any defense is decent, except uh, I don't think I would play uh, the Vipers defense too much this week, especially if you have a lot of roughnecks in your lineup. And I don't think I would play uh, LA's defense too much this week based on the fact that they have the defenders. Anybody else is fair game, though, because, you know, one play, two plays can really have a defense hitting value. Guys, that was a quick one. I didn't want to beat around the bush too much because it already is uh, Saturday morning. Hopefully uh, you will be able to find this podcast, listen, and set your lineups accordingly. Good luck in week three XFL DFS. Yeah.